0: Previously on the
1: Simply Human
0: podcast.
1: So as soon as the like the door shut when they left, I looked up at this girl and I said, "Nice fat lady with the mustache," <laughs> uh, and uh, obviously a horrible, horrible thing to say. It's episode twenty-one of the Simply Human podcast with your host Mark and rick two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show it's an interview with chris squatchy williams who is basically uh, one of rob wolf's right hand men and so we have a good uh, conversation with squatchy Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Humans segment with a friend of mine, John Wallace, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick?
2: I'm excellent. How are you, Mark?
1: I'm great. Uh... Anyone who listens to me who's a friend of mine on Facebook knows that I went on quite the ice dancing tirade last night. God, um, I know it, man. I just can't. I mean, okay, and one thing my wife was kind of getting on me about, it's like, that's amazing. You couldn't do that. Yes, agreed. But just because I can't do something or it's it, it, it you know requires massive amounts of coordination doesn't make it an Olympic sport.
2: Like, well, I go back and forth. Like, I I, I see what you're saying about, like, uh, you know, if something requires, like, a judge's, like, su- is it subjectivity? Subjectivity, yes, yeah, Okay, subject, I always get those two confused. If it requires a judge's subjectivity to score something, then, like, oh, okay. I can get more down with, like, the, you know, the, hey, this is the time to beat, or these are the number of, like, goals you have to score, or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's... Someone who has spent a significant amount of time of his life on the ice, like it's something that's rather difficult. Right. I think you should, you know, live and let live a little bit on this. You well,
1: know? okay. To me, it's like, let's make this an Olympic sport. Let's get like a really good drummer because that takes coordination and put him on a drum set on the ice and just have little kids push him around. <laughs> while, he, <laughs> while he drums <laughs> like that would be man look at that guy drumming and he's like well, I, being spun know, around like, on the ice
2: <laughs> we could make juggling like an olympic sport yeah i see i, I see what you're saying yeah. it's just it's harder for me to embrace the concept of like you know like the uh like what we we're talking about i think like episode 19 or 20 or something like that the snowboarding where like the yolo flip and all yeah, that yeah. stuff like i don't yeah, they're 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 flipping around. They're you know they're really spectacular. They're you know rotating uh, counterclockwise, and yeah, you know, it's all just all some of the other things. What amazes me about the Winter Olympics, and we talked about like I said, we talked about this before. It's all foreign to us, you know, middle of the United States type of <laughs> right. people that don't live in like winter climates. But so this is really like almost like just the circus of the of the oddities <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for those yeah. of us who don't live in the frozen tundra, but I was just watching ski jumping where they rocket. And I'm serious. They are like rocketing down a mountain on all they have are two really super long skis. And they just shoot them out into the air and wait for, to see how, who did, first of all, who was the first person that said, Hey, let's do this. Yeah. But second of all, it, it, how many people died doing right. that in the formation of that sport? What? Like, oh, let's send uh, let's send Thor down a mountain and then <laughs> Thor lands and <laughs> breaks, breaks both, legs. both of his legs yeah. and both of his arms and dies. And you're like, <laughs> oh well, it looks like Thor loses. Let's try the next guy. Like, I don't understand the, the people well, who came up with these sports. You know, centuries ago, just well, I don't craziness. know.
1: With ski jumping, is it one of those new ones? Like, ski jumping is is an is an anomaly because okay, like the argument is subjectivity you know not a sport well ski jumping is a
2: oh yeah it's very objective
1: yeah but it's like what what is the purpose like in sprinting like sprinting has a purpose like you you're running after someone or you're running away from someone there's like a function to that like in yeah. like you know discus throwing i'm going to throw this discus into your face and kill you like in a is that war really the point
2: of discus maybe uh, okay
1: more more let's, let's say javelin javelin okay, is okay, i'm going to go. oh, you spear go. you through that. the throat with you know like there's there's some high jump you have to jump over this wall to uh, escape uh, or or to get at a a a uh, enemy or something ski jumping is just like
2: I mean, it's so really, it's really, it. yeah, yeah, it's no like, like, it's like, and there's evolutionary long, purpose for it.
1: Yeah, and there's really, I mean, with like long jump, it's all about the person's timing. And, and I'm sure there's, there there's timing, you have to pop your hips and like, catch the right air. But it's just like, you there's very little movement, like the margin for error, I guess, is not as great and from like a long jumper who has to run and time it and his whole body is propelling him off it's not like there's no other I don't know it's just like, like the aerial stuff that yes that is unbelievable I mean, that is crazy but so is the bearded lady at the circus <laughs> That doesn't mean she should be an Olympian.
2: What I am the most amazed about when I'm watching these Olympic competitions isn't necessarily the Olympians that are able to do the flips and jumps and twirls and whatnot. It's the announcers
1: who have to come up with stuff. Oh
2: my gosh, that's (laughs) unbelievable. Unless they fall and crash – no one has any idea what they're that doing. One yeah. jump is different than the other jump, yeah. then one bobsledding is different than the other bobsled. Unless one ends up like in, in a heap of broken bones or crashing <laughs> and, and burning. Yeah. Like uh, the bobsled catches fire. Yeah. And then, uh, no, like if you played them without commentary, there is, and, and without the little timing mechanism on the right? screen, there is literally oh, no man. way a, a, someone could watch it and be like, oh, yeah, that one was definitely better than the other yeah, one.
1: Yeah, like the like, bobsled is a great example of that. Like it's the same – like the director for the bobsled pushes this – like he doesn't even have to watch. Like he, they're, they're within like a <laughs> fraction of a degree. That he can just hit at camera A, camera B camera see and not even look at the screen and it would be like without commentary it's the same exact run unless it's on fire or unless someone's head like rolls out the back of it
2: or so, so I'm, I'm the only reason i watch stuff like bobsledding is to see like because i know what would happen if i was bobsledding <laughs> invariably like i'm watching to see if someone just randomly falls out of the back of it. Like, oh, my God, the most <laughs> catastrophic accident uh, screw-up in Olympic uh, history. history. The guy's job is just to sit in the sled, and he fell out of the back. That would be what would happen to me. Just <laughs> well, something just so historically, yeah. just such a historic oh, screw-up. That's why I'm watching those. Well, I, Now, I watch hockey because I love hockey, but all the rest of them I'm just watching because I don't want to be the one person that, like, when they put the video on Facebook – that has like he says like you know I I didn't see that what what are you talking about the biggest screw up in Olympic history I never I never saw it
1: yeah yeah exactly well there is a, you know speaking of my Facebook tirade I, I posted I just kept posting and kept posting and kept posting about the ice dancing from last night I know it I yeah I know yeah and so but like a hundred times you and I can tell this story because I know this person doesn't listen to the podcast nor will she ever it's an older woman who a lot of times like she posts stuff and it's one of those like oh, oh geez it's like my mom posting you know you're like ne- <laughs> you know it's like yeah, it's not really what you're supposed to post on facebook old ladies <laughs> um but you're so, doing it wrong yeah yeah l-o-l <laughs> winky face yeah. so but like I, she's like posting on like commenting and you probably saw some of her comments but she was like saying hey come on now it's not that bad or or i enjoy it and stuff like that and one of the last things i posted last night was it said like winning the gold in ice dancing equals slipping but not falling as you walk into the grocery store like you kind of feel like you won something like Ooh, that was close like but it really wasn't that big a deal and she wrote uh you win the gold medal in being a jerk <laughs> and, and i unfriended her <laughs>
2: Oh, that's awesome. You are—you did win the gold
1: medal. I know. Medal I, I told – I, I unfriended her and then like told Jen and we were both like sitting there like dying laughing. Like that really was pretty funny. But...
2: There really does need to be like a driver's license type of test the older you get to <laughs> see if you're allowed to be on Facebook yes. to see if you get it or not. Yeah, like that. Like that's... I've been having like a – very long story, very, very short because I know we're short on time. Uh, I I haven't – today is like the what the 18th or 19th of February well uh, 18th. yesterday I just took my Christmas lights down <laughs> yeah because uh, genius every time I'd been and they off never off worked of work, well, yeah that's what well, we can tell the long story yeah. another time but uh, every time I'd been off of work it was either freezing or icing or you know something had come up. And so the Homeowners Association took a picture of my house and put it on a flyer and put it in our mailbox. Like, <laughs> oh, just a friendly reminder. Need to take that stuff down. Here's we're a picture not the, of your house. We're not, we're, not, we're not hillbillies around here. And so, you know, uh, where was I going with this? I was going somewhere funny. Uh, the driver's
1: it? license. like, oh, Okay, uh,
2: okay. Well. Uh, I put a picture of that on Facebook when I got of, of the notice when I got it, and I made a joke like, "Looks like the homeowner association doesn't pr- appreciate my President's Day decorations on my house." And yeah. of course, everyone gets it except all the old people I know, and they're <laughs> like, "You put up President's Day yeah. decorations on your house? Well, aren't you a- patriotic?" A- patriot indeed. Go America. <laughs> I'm going to go and kill the people in your homeowner association. No, no, yeah. Don't commit what a murder bomb in your next half. meeting. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a total joke. Yeah. I don't really, it's just that I left my Christmas lights up too long. But yeah, there should definitely be a test to make sure, <laughs> you know, if you can get the joke, then yes, you're allowed yeah. on Facebook. If you can't get the joke, eh, then maybe you should just not do that. Since.
1: Yeah, and here's two examples of jokes that my four-year-old tells. Here's the first one. Okay, it's a knock-knock joke, but you say knock-knock. Okay. So go. You Oh, say, knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> Sorry, I screwed
2: yeah. it up already. Right. Yeah,
1: so you say knock, knock.
2: Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Like that's, it's like that's, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Like they think that like, – anyway. And then the next one
2: – Mine tell the uh, – you know, uh, what does? and I'll tell you the what, – Hey, what does, a, what does a snowman eat for breakfast? I don't know. Snowflakes with milk. <laughs> <laughs> or that at least you saw that on a TV yeah, show. That, that's a joke, but I am not kidding you. The youngest one has told that uh I'm ballparking at least five hundred times. Yeah. Well, since he, December, at least that. And so sort it's of, like, okay, go get another joke.
1: At least that sort of get, makes sense. New stuff
2: you, would so be he, funny again. He,
1: here's the uh here's the second version or a second type of joke. Why is a building on top of a house?
2: <laughs> I don't know why.
3: Because a house is on top of a building.
2: That's <laughs> very called uh, like What? That's a very good de- delivery. He, because a house is on top of the building. Why do they make the airplane out of the black box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, That's—it's at least it's delivery. They're—they're they're good at that. Yes.
1: All right. Well, I think it's time. <laughs> yes, we should move on. of us so on. yeah so so find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can see Rick eating uh, first foods uh, I'm gonna try uh, do some, uh, try some more to do,
2: I think tonight by the way we bought some avocados Ooh. and uh, I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna make some cauliflower tonight. Okay so remind we'll me
1: I'll text you a good a good way to eat uh, avocados so I'll remind uh, that
2: is that a euphemism that sounds
1: um, maybe. <laughs> uh, you can also find a link to the simply human kids page follow me on twitter at simply human 52 you can email me or rick i'm at simply human lifestyle at gmail.com rick is at simplyhumanrick, rick all one word at gmail.com so without further ado our interview with squatchy otherwise known as chris williams uh who is rob wolf's right hand man we talk about oh just a whole lot of things a sleep and uh vitamin D, and a host of other uh, incredibly interesting topics. So here's Squatchy. Joining the Simply Human podcast today is none other than Squatchy, uh, otherwise known as Christopher Williams, who works as part of the Rob Wolf team. And if you don't know, Rob Wolf is then you suck. Uh, and uh, he's also a paleo aficionado, an educator, personal trainer, wellness coach, and a hobbyist chef. So uh, Squatchy, first of all, do you, do you want us to call you Chris, Christopher Squatchy? What, what do we say?
3: Um, really, any of those is fine. Any of those? Uh, a lot of my friends call me Squatchy. Um, usually, my family calls me Christopher. <laughs> well, now, does think, that mean and, uh, that you're uh, like – Some of my friends you- call me Chris
2: does that mean that you're like eight feet tall and covered with hair if we if squatchy like what's the what's the uh <laughs> the background on that
3: well uh <laughs> a, l- a little bit but no um basically w- w- where i grew up in south carolina here we went out used to go out in the lake a lot and back in high school um i was a i was a decent bit bigger than i am now i've i've lost some weight over the years but uh I was always, you know, I I was hairy at a young age, like a lot more so than, <laughs> me than most too. of my other friends started started shaving young and, you know, had body hair all over. So we used to go out on the lake. I was one of the only like really hairy guys. And one of my friends was like, man, you're so big and hairy. You look like a Sasquatch. I'm going to start calling you Squatchy. And then, of course, we get back to school and he was super adamant about it. And he <laughs> would not let it everybody drop. to call me Squatchy. And it, and it stuck since then. I think that was unlike... 10th grade or something
1: oh man and then it's and then it's uh it just stayed with you so cool well that's good at least yeah at least it's like you know something manly like i grow lots of hair is my nickname rather than it being something else like
2: like coco the monkey from that seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
3: yeah, I'm, I'm not all that big anymore but i'm i'm still hairy <laughs> you know we we have that
1: in common because i played college football and it used to be a lot bigger than i am now and I am quite hairy as well. Rick, however, is not hairy, uh, which is, I guess, a uh, a uh, what a double-edged sword. Because, yeah, you're you're not hairy like a man should be hairy. But I'm aerodynamic
2: <laughs> like a dolphin. I cut through the air like a dolphin or a greyhound.
1: Right, right. But see, I shave. No, yeah, I shave lots of body hair, so I would I would almost rather be a hairless dolphin sliding through the air. <laughs> So, all right, Squatchy, you work as part of Rob's, R- Rob's Wolf team, <laughs> not not Rob's yep. Wolf team, Rob Wolf's team. What does that mean? Like, what do you do for the great Rob Wolf?
3: Um, Well, it's expanded a little bit over time, I guess, but uh, let's see. Most of all the, all the contacts that come into the site, like any of the contact forms or anything come to me. Um, I manage, you know, a lot of... Uh, everybody's questions and issues and stuff that asking things on the site i uh, handle some of the podcast stuff i make the podcast questions up for for each one of those like the lineup right i do a little bit of podcast editing and get that posted up i kind of manage the blog um help rob with any thing he needs any projects research work uh whatever's going on i guess um there was, I a, help, you know, people answer questions and do all kinds of things through the site and stuff too. There was a podcast, really whatever needs to be done, <laughs> right?
1: There, there a few, I, I don't know how recent it was, um, but uh, there was one podcast where the questions all were like a, like the same thread, and I think that thread was like some sort of like sexual uh, subject, <laughs> and they kept saying like, "Oh, we went that." Good job, Squatchy. Like yeah, this is this uh, these are all greatly uh, tied together. So yeah, so that, your fingerprints were all over that one. But
3: yeah, so- I tr- I try to do stuff like that where I can. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard sometimes because I you know I just use the questions I get and um I have I don't know probably a couple thousand of them sitting in a folder yeah. or something. But so I try to weed through and you know make a good ed- episode that sometimes has a little bit of tie-in. Sometimes. Totally you know, with other random. questions but sometimes not yeah. and uh just work with what i have and um i
1: don't
3: know yeah so what we, people enjoy it <laughs> yes
1: well i enjoy i was just telling rick uh before we called you that uh you know the the rob wolf uh podcast is kind of like it's like my top two and then i have like 12 that i subscribe to but there's two that i every week i listen to and then if whatever i can get to other than those two uh, but, but y'all's is right up there. So, but what is, what is your like background sort of how did you get to where you are? How did you connect with Rob and, and sort of what is your, uh, I guess philosophy on, uh, on all this diet and wellness stuff?
3: <laughs> um, I guess that really depends on how much detail you want me to get into, but, uh, I don't know. I, I starting out young. I had problems with like OCD, uh, pretty bad and blood sugar issues I had you know what they call like reactive hypoglycemia and um, <clears throat> I had uh, you know just a lot of trouble with, with stuff like that for years and years and years growing up Um, finally I found out that it you know my diet affected a lot of that stuff pretty drastically and I could kind of feel when you know changes in my blood sugar and when I would drop too low and things from eating you know too many too much sugar, too many carbs, stuff like that. Um, so over the years I I got used to you know, thinking about what I was eating and how it made me feel cuz I could, you know, it was it was such a uh obvious thing at the time for me. But um I guess over time that just kind of stuck with me and then it wasn't until you know, in my 20s I finally decided to really try to get healthy and i you know started running and i started eating a lot better and i had seen some um people talking about paleo and stuff like that you know years ago on the internet and i was like uh you know that sounds kind of neat but uh, you know i don't i don't think i really need to cut out you know bread and all this stuff that's just for people who are celiac and who have like you know diagnosed gluten sensitivity and all this like i eat i eat bread all the time and i'm fine and Finally, I kept reading more and more about it, and I think I saw some articles on like Mark's Daily Apple and Mercola or something. Right, the Mark Sisson, yeah, uh, web uh, uh, blog, Uh yeah, yeah. And um, finally, I decided, you know what i'll I'll give it a shot. What the heck, you know, what can it hurt? And uh, you know, I did, and I started, I started feeling even better and even having less blood sugar (laughs) issues, which were which were better at that time because I was actually exercising and trying to eat a little bit healthier. But then after doing the paleo thing my blood sugar control got better um my ocd was already a lot better than it was when i was young it was pretty much debilitating when i was a kid but by this time you know now that i'm actually eating better and exercising and doing stuff like it's just a little bit there in the background but not like a big hindrance to me or anything but that it practically went away um you know, I started getting more and more into the stuff and reading a lot and doing a lot of research. I, uh, started following Rob on his blog and everything. And he had uh, come out with a podcast and he was doing the paleo solution seminars. So I went down to, um, Atlanta, which is about two hours away from me where he was having a seminar and, uh, met him and his wife, Nikki for the first time. And, you know, loved the seminar and I just, uh, kept in contact with him and, and asked if he needed any help
1: and not thinking he would like take you up on it. He's like, yes, actually, can you, uh, like produce my podcast? <laughs> You're like, Oh, okay. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, I was, I was, uh, I've been following him and been into this stuff for, uh, for a long time. And I was like, oh, you know, how, how cool would that be to, to work with Rob and, and to actually be able to do this stuff more. So I was like, you know, what the heck? I'll I'll contact him. And I just we just stayed in contact and I ended up becoming like a moderator on for his forums when they came out and some different things and then ended up actually starting to do some work for him and then that just expanded from there. And um I think it was a little I don't know, maybe a year before that or so. You know, I I started getting into more health stuff and I became a personal trainer and um, you know, got my certifications with that and all that good stuff. Well,
2: so what, you're kind uh, of like the you're, you're kind of like a jack of all trades for for, pretty, for I guess. Rob Scott. Okay, that's
1: awesome. Now, what uh, what certification did you get? Because uh, I'm working on my uh, National Strength and Conditioning Association certification. Is that the one you did, or is there a different one?
3: I went through uh, ACSM. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which is like the other big the one. Top.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, well, um, I know one of the things that Rick is, is really uh, interested in is this whole sleep thing and, and shift workers. And I know just through listening to the podcast that Rob has been doing some studies, uh, especially locally there in Nevada where he is um, with some of the fire departments and, and other sort of shift workers. Uh, do, have you gotten into that research at all? Do you know can you speak to like some of the things that they're, they're working on or some of the, the detriments of being a shift worker? because rick is a cop and he works the, the night shifts so that's his son why he would be interested
3: yeah um yeah i mean i'm 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 definitely pretty knowledgeable and i've you know looked into a lot of that stuff i haven't worked directly with robin in, uh in reno with specialty health or right. anything but um i'm very
1: familiar with all that stuff yeah so like what are some of the things like if somebody came up to you and said i'm a i'm a shift worker and i i feel terrible i have no energy help me like what, what would what would be some of like the first things that you would you would say to them that's happening to them when they're
3: you know doing the the shift work well i mean i'm sure as most people know you know shift work is associated with all sorts of health issues you know diabetes heart disease stroke cancer all sorts of things um, metabolic derangement when you when you lose sleep you, know, you become insulin resistant and stuff pretty quick there's been all sorts of studies on how even short-term sleep restriction even you know for like a week um, of giving suboptimal sleep like I think less than six hours some of them like four hours and stuff like that how like it increases you know your insulin resistance and all sorts of nasty things um, Shift work is is tough, especially for people who have schedules that flip back and forth. Right. Um, Even if you can keep it steady, it's it's still a tougher thing. And usually, those people, since that's kind of like an extra stress, you got to be you got to be even more careful about your food and your exercise and all those things like that, and try to. You basically have to try to optimize everything else you can because you can't optimize your sleep on the schedule like that as much. Now, Squatchy, what are, some thi-
2: what are some things that I can do, you know, day in day out, that that make sure that I uh, that I'm kind of some tips, I guess, that you could give me on how I can make sure that I'm getting enough rest and in a, a good way.
3: Um, depending on what your schedule is, I would say I, I'll, I'll tell you. I,
2: I work, this- I work uh, six p.m. to six a.m. I usually get home and I'm asleep in bed by seven a.m. and usually I sleep until about two thirty or three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's with, uh, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays.
3: hmm Um, and then on on the other days, do you try to keep like a, I, a normal non-shift work schedule, or
2: it's kind of like a modified? Like on my days that I don't work, I sleep a little bit later, like maybe like ten or eleven a.m., and I go to sleep, uh, you know, probably close to midnight. I don't like full all the way switch it over to like a, you know an eight to five type of thing but I sleep Mm -hmm. a little later than most people will. So I I, kind of like a hybrid, I guess.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's always going to be a trade off with stuff like that. But, uh, I like to say, you know, to people to, to keep it as consistent as possible, if they're, if they can keep a consistent schedule of, you know, when they're going to bed and getting up, even on their days off, um, light exposure is going to be a big deal. Um, but it's it's going to be tough because you can't really get out in the in the sun as much when you're working. Uh, you know when you're sleeping and everything. So like uh, sleeping in a dark room, of course, is is going to be a, a big deal. Try to try to black out everything. You know, black out the windows, turn off all the lights, block any light coming in. Uh, keep the room cool. Try to get the best possible sleep you can. Um, wearing some of those. Uh, the, like, orange-tinted, amber-tinted glasses. blue light.
2: that's something that Mark has gotten me kind of turned on, to the last couple of months, and I've, I've been doing that uh, when I... As soon as I get home, I throw those things on to kind of... what that helps uh, produce melatonin, correct?
3: Yeah, the the blue light blocks uh, the melatonin production because um, your body thinks it's... The blue light's coming, in, like, during the day. So, you know, a lot of the, the lights and stuff, we for people who aren't on shift work usually at night you know they're up watching TV and have the lights on in the house and their cell phones and whatever and and a lot of that you know brings in a, a lot of blue light into your eyes and those glasses can block it out and i've i've been using them myself for a good while and noticed a a pretty big difference in them
1: yeah i've been i've been using them for a long time my brother up in new york uh has been using them for a long time Uh, and I guess I got Rick using them. I got my wife who's now using them, who is also a nursing mother. Uh, and speaking of nursing mothers, (laughs) um, (laughs) boobs, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) that's not where I was going to go with that. But, uh, so what, like what, okay. So what do you say like for nursing moms? And and I don't know if someone's microphone like rubbing up against a, uh, shirt or something I'm hearing some like
2: it, it could be mine I'll move mine over here.
1: yeah stop that stop that Rick uh, you're always swallowing or doing something into your into your hanging microphone so so what is some of your advice for you know like new parents obviously it's like you know they're, they're sort of like there are groups of people that are, are going to get bad sleep regardless of you know like new parents college students you know uh, shift workers things like that so I mean kind of the same tips for new parents like what do you say to someone who's He's like, Well, I'm having a baby tomorrow.
3: What do I do? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a tough situation. Um and I'll I'll speak from experience you know I've had it with working with some people and you know and, and a lot of friends and stuff that I have that are that are parents. I'm not a parent myself. But um you yeah, know, so so take everything I say with a salt Well, of I would say
1: like congratulations, but I don't wanna like make my wife mad who's like sitting <laughs> in the next
2: room. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, w- with the parent thing, there's there's not a whole lot of getting around that, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, you basically just have to do the best you can. I wish I had a better answer than that, yeah. but I mean, that's that's it's pretty much is what it is, you know. Um, if you're uh, if you can trade off with your spouse a little bit, and you know, wear earplugs, <laughs> no and, way, <laughs> you know, tr- try to like one of you tries to get sleep at at some point while the other you know does some work and switch off a little bit, or. Um, you know, basically basically just try to do the best you can. Take naps whenever you can. Um you just try to get it in where you can. Right.
1: As yeah. best as
3: you can. I mean, there's there's not a there's not a whole lot there's no secrets that I know about that, you know. Just, yeah, like
1: or other other than like stuff. putting your baby in like a soundproof box and uh and just going to sleep and ignoring your baby, which wouldn't be good. But you know, it's like with us, with people like new parents that ask me about sleep and stuff, it's I just don't, I don't want people to just like, well, I'm not going to get a good sleep, so I might as well stay up till one o'clock and just and watch TV and watch movies because the baby's going to be up anyway. It's like. And like same thing with a college student. Like, yeah, you're not going to get great sleep, but let's try to get the best possible sleep you can possibly get while you are sleeping. Which would mean exactly sleep, sleeping in the darkest room you can, you know, in the coolest temperatures you can. Maybe wearing like a sleep mask or something. Like, I know that's really uh, been yeah. helpful. Wearing one of the mindful things. If my wife is up like grading papers or something like in the bed next to me, I can just put on the that mask and it's like you know, like the lights are off. It's, it's really great. So, definitely.
3: so that's kind of the, Yeah, I mean, I like to tell everybody to sleep in a completely blacked out room and, and all that. But if you can't, if there's somewhere, you know, where there's lights, definitely, you know, wear a sleep mask, um, wear earplugs. I I sleep with earplugs pretty much every night.
1: Yeah. There's some, right? <laughs> there, I have some, uh, uh, big noise reducing headphones and I use that brainwave app. And like, if, if for some reason, like there's going to be weird noises or, you know um i I feel like I'm gonna have trouble going to sleep. I'll put that those noise reducing headphones on and put it on the deep sleep and so the only I, Rick and I have joked about this before, but it's like the only bad thing about that is like if the house if there's a fire or you know uh, like a like the, uh, an atomic bomb went off i wouldn't know because i couldn't see anything and i couldn't hear anything so uh, <laughs> i kind of like all right i'm going in <laughs> so don't die <laughs> that's, that's, like, so I, I like say that to my whole family <laughs> yeah so don't don't have <laughs> that's, the, your, that's your last thought before you go to sleep
3: every night <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah so if i woke up and i was dead i would i wouldn't really know any different. so
3: yeah. I guess it wouldn't matter at that point. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> cool. All right. Well. Um, so, what is your yeah, getting uh, the best? Do what you getting the getting the best sleep. Sorry, I was like getting
3: the best sleep you can, and and with the shift work thing too. Um, maybe even doing a little bit of like uh, light therapy type stuff, mm-hmm. trying to get like a a full spectrum uh, light to use, like when you wake up in the morning and um or wake up in the in the day if you if you know if you're not getting if it's not a time where you can get out in the sun or if it's if it's dark depending on when your schedule is trying to even get some some light like that to make your brain think it's daylight <laughs> right That's a good idea. Like may, maybe even yeah i may look into that you, for sure you can even get um some of the the full spectrum tanning beds might be a good idea to do you know a little bit of time i know some people like Rob and um, I talked to uh, uh, you guys know Molly Gilberth. Yeah. She was actually on the show. Jim, Jim and Molly
1: were on my show uh, a few months ago. Yeah.
3: I think I heard them do the, the humans being human. Yeah. Yeah. Thing and stuff on there. He had the one about
1: Um, uh, the guy that hit the uh, mailbox and shattered both of his arms. Uh, That was a classic. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
3: But yeah, I've, I've talked to her a little bit about it and talked to Rob and stuff and they've, you know, use some of the, the full spectrum tanning beds a little bit, like a couple times a week. And said so they noticed some, some good changes with that. That might be something to look into as well.
1: Yeah. And speaking of, uh, like the, the short, and now they're talking about, and I heard actually, uh, Jason Saib on his podcast was talking about doing like three to five minutes is really all you need to get the vitamin D, the, if, or to get the enough UV exposure to convert the vitamin D from the cholesterol and da 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 and all that so yeah uh, but another thing they were saying is that, that that's only if you can't because my, my question is like okay or was you know how much sun do you need to get the correct amount of vitamin D do you need to go out and like you know be you know, n- nude in the sun for like an hour is that what we're trying to get at but they, basically they were saying like this. I guess the most recent study was showing that you know maybe like 15 to 20 minutes just like from an, enough skin that's like, you know, like your forearm basically, um, is really mm-hmm. all that you need. So it's not like you have to go out like, you know, for anyone out there wondering if they're getting enough vitamin D, if you're, if you're outside just a little bit in short sleeves, then you're probably getting enough vitamin D. Is that, is that sort of your understanding and what, uh, what are your recommendations on that?
3: It, it seems to be, well, there's, there seems to be a lot of variables. It depends, you know, on where you're at in the world and right. how much cloud coverage there is, like what time of year it is, um, what you, what your skin type is. And there's some genetic differences within, even within skin color. Um, I think, uh, was it, was it Chris master John? I think they did a, did a talk at AHS last year and talked about, uh, like the interplay between like vitamin D, vitamin A and vitamin K and all that. Um, right. It was a shame. I guess that the, the AHS videos from last year got botched from the the AV team. Oh really? What happened? That they, that they had hired.
1: Oh really? Like uh, all the videos? Like I didn't hear well, you, I hadn't you, heard that.
3: You, you know, AHS yeah, usually it, puts it, the videos up for free when they're after they're uh, you know after they set them up and everything. Right. Um. Well, last year the the AV team they had hired I guess to to do the videos at AHS. I guess just completely dropped the ball and there were only like I think maybe four videos or something like that four or five videos that actually ended up being posted all the other they got like partial videos with horrible lost audio and all kinds of stuff it was just like it like
1: like cuts over and and then all of a sudden it's that guy who's like hide your kids hide your wives like (laughs) all these other like videos gets like spliced into it
3: yeah I don't even know like um, they were having some problems even during the talks uh, where like some of the audio was feeding into one room from another room, oh, and no. all kinds of different stuff, and they just said it was it was just a, a mess. It sounded like, but well, uh, so a lot of the if you weren't there and didn't get to see the talks, then that's it. You're you know, sorry, so, I yeah. guess that, that sucks. And well, spe- they, they they do have some of the presentations up, like the, for the slides and stuff right. that people ended up posting. But um, yeah, I think
1: that's where like when people ask me, like you know, in a non fat loss goal mode if that makes sense like if you're not trying to lose a ton of fat why white rice is sometimes okay i think i've used the the Mm -hmm. notes from paul gemine from the ancestral health by the way ahs stands for ancestral health symposium
3: and i believe this year's
1: is it in august in atlanta or was that last year
3: last year was in atlanta august this year um should be sometime in august but they haven't released a date yet and it should be like in the San Francisco Bay Area.
1: Oh, sure. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, the other big, I, I guess, conference in the sort of primal health world is the Paleo FX conference, which I've referenced many times on the show. And I actually just found out uh, that I am presenting on raising human kids. And I don't know. It's like a 20-minute on-ramp presentation. So, that, that I don't know if that means. Like, I'll be, like, in stall three of the men's room on the fourth floor or something. Like <laughs> I'm <not sure> what <laughs> I'll be thing, sure to come
3: day. by and check you out and say
1: yeah. The
2: Tuesday 4 a.m. slot is Mark Rogers right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So i have yeah. I have the big the big arena, but it's at yeah 4 a.m. So I'm not sure, but but all my tens of listeners be, stay tuned for that. I don't know uh, the details yet, but I got that email Saturday, and I'm I'm super pumped about that. So um, anyway, as we can you know sort of I guess move on from the uh, sleep and vitamin D discussion. Okay, I have to ask you. You say you're a hobbyist chef. And I, um, I, you know, people think I'm crazy cause I eat a lot of organ meats and like, have you, have you hobbyist chefed organ meats and do you have any good recipes?
3: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I love organ meats. Me too. Yes. I think I've, I've eaten, I've eaten just about every organ meat there is, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think some of my favorites, uh, probably heart. I guess
1: I had, uh, I had beef heart stew, uh, a couple of nights ago. I, I've really started, uh, uh, sort of using my crock pot more and more and more. And so it's just about running all the time because it's so easy. Just throw in, like, I'll chop up some heart and throw in like an onion, chopped up onion and bell pepper and a can of diced tomatoes and just kind of let it sit for four or five hours and dinner is done. So what is your, like, what is your kind of go-to recipe?
3: um oh gosh it it varies a lot i actually have a good recipe up on the the mark's daily apple uh mark system site for um a a kind of a spicy almost curry heart that you could cook in the crock pot it's called um heart on fire i think okay well yeah i will uh i will find that and link to it in the show notes if you search for that on mark's daily apple site it wasn't was like for his reader created cookbook contest thing or something probably a on um, a couple of years back or whatever. Cool. Very cool. Yeah,
1: so I, I had this liver recipe that I did, but it was just so labor intensive and you had to like get all these spices together and it was just like this whole like it took like an hour just to cook the thing. And I've just found that if you don't if you cook on really low heat for just, you know, not too long, liver can actually be really good in a crock pot as well. And I've done, you know, Tongue is really good. Rick is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I if, like tongue. Rick is sending me uh, text messages. Obscene uh, organ text messages <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as as we're talking. So if you hear me like kind of you know laughing in the background, that's uh, that's Rick uh, making fun of the organ meat stuff. But I am a very
2: very picky eater. Uh, I am learning to expand my horizons with uh, different kinds of vegetable stuff like that. I'm not quite ready to take on the task of eating an
3: organ oh yeah okay so kind of sugar- it's, it's not near as bad as you as yeah you
1: well do. well hold on but, yeah with some background on rick and i was gonna the next thing i was gonna say i was gonna bring this up rick as he grew up when we grew up he we would go to like you know a restaurant and he would get you know, cheese enchiladas, you know, no, I was going to say cut the cheese, but ha, 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 <laughs> I knew that would lead to something else. And then, uh, or we'd go we'd get a hamburger and it would just have like the meat on it and like n- literally like nothing else. And so he just, any, what are you, Rick? 30,
2: you hit, 34,
1: 30, uh, oh my gosh. Like, you like, know, yeah. I, like he, yeah. He, he, Rick was born on a leap year, everyone. So he really, this isn't a leap year. So you really don't have a birthday this year. So, true, true. um, and so it just real quick, you, you celebrate, on the on the first right yes
2: because it's the day after, after the twenty right okay so that's, that's the I, okay
1: I always forget that so I never know when to forget to send you your birthday card um <laughs> and so Rick has just recently and, and and there are links on YouTube which I can put in the show notes as well but Rick eating an olive for the first time an asparagus oh, wow. spear for the first time and a mushroom for the first time so really like he the, you know here is a guy that can can't even eat a black olive and then uh, somehow trying to get him to eat like a A beef testicle uh, will will be the will be the next (laughs) my next great uh, goal aspiration in life. So, Uh,
3: if if you guys, his head might literally explode.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can, I'm already sweating. Like you guys talking about eating hearts, I was like, is that? Are they really talking about a heart like from an animal? Yeah. Or is that like a euphemism? Right.
1: It's like his his spirit. I ate. (laughs) I I
2: ate. (laughs) I ate the beefs character. nose and uh and anything that way but yeah you know what that's you know that's kind of my goal is to expand and 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 be more adventurous that way so maybe you know one of these days squatchy we can all sit down and we can have a big gigantic (laughs) ox heart with a knife and fork or something i'm not even sure how you eat it but maybe
3: one of these days we can do that definitely well i'm 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 totally down for that
1: i was gonna give a a tip on anyone eating uh tongue um I would I would after you sort of uh, peel the skin away and when you cook it for a long time the skin just sort of peels away like a, you know like the skin off a salmon or something but I would go ahead and recommend uh, breaking it up where it doesn't still you know maintain the shape of a tongue because the first time mm-hmm. that i ate tongue that was in the shape of a tongue i just basically felt like i was making out with a cow which i mean not to say not there's anything wrong with that i just uh you know I, cu- <laughs> I cut it up first and then it just seemed more like a roast and not like in- i was
2: you know. <laughs> in soviet russia the soup tastes you yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly That's Yeah, I'm, it. I'm, I'm lazy and i don't even i don't even peel it i usually just cut it up in pieces and eat the skin with the skin ooh, yeah
1: (laughs) like it has like the you know like the 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 rough part on it like yeah it doesn't bother me at all wow that's amazing yeah Yeah. okay you are you truly are squatchy
3: yeah (laughs) yeah I'd, i'd say heart is is actually probably one of the one of the least off-putting, yeah, more, you know, more, it more have, tame things.
1: Yeah, like kidney kind of has a, a taste to it. Liver has a taste and kind of a texture if you're not used to it. But to me, heart, especially like you know, one half of the heart, really is just like a really lean cut of steak. I mean, it's it's
3: yeah, it, it, it tastes sort of like a roast. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't really have that much of a different a different taste. If you were, it's got a you know a little bit of a different texture. But if you would cut it up and especially had it in something you had made like a, you know, a soup or a stew or something and right. had pieces of it in there and somebody ate it, they would, and if you just told them you did some type of beef roast, they probably wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, unless there was like, um, you know,
1: cause sometimes you can get the little, uh, valves still on the heart. So yeah. just make sure it's not a piece that well, has a true. valve on it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> true. True. Yeah. The, uh, I'd say liver is, you know, one of the most has the most pungent, you know, different taste, And then I'd probably put kidneys behind the, right behind that. And then, Heart and tongue, you know, both are tasting more like kind of just like a roast, just right. regular kind of meat. Right. And, um, oxtail, which I guess, you know, is usually considered as part of, uh, the organ meat family <laughs> yeah. is, is more just like a, you know, a fatty marrow filled bone in piece of meat. And, um, and then you got like the sweetbreads, which mm. people don't, you don't see those quite as often yeah the the, and, the, the uh, rants that i order my meat those from are really a, tasty yeah I,
1: I need to i need to get those that's the only one that i haven't tried but when i get rick to eat beef heart
3: i'm going to wrap it in a uh, in a cow ball so uh, <laughs> <laughs> testicles i've 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 done the um there's a there's a goat farm around here where i get like a, a a mixed bag of organ meats and they usually have like the kidney heart tongue liver and testicles all in like one bag nice I just, what I, I i usually just like cut them all up and you know cook them in a pan and some coconut oil yeah. or something with some seasoning and just well,
1: well down. the uh, there's
2: literally nothing that frightens me more than a giant sack full of <laughs> organs and
1: <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah the, the ranch that Coming i get home, organ sack yeah <laughs> <laughs> organ sacks yes uh the uh the slanker ranch where i get mine they they have this thing called uh primal ground meat and it's basically like the, the kidney uh heart and liver that they just kind of put through the food processor and and grind it into oh, yeah. like yeah there's in- a
3: there's a um a guy gives some farms around here that that does a uh, some great beef and he has a pet food mix and yeah. it's like a mix of the organs um, skin <laughs> of ground beef it's like ground beef with extra fat and he'll mix in like some liver and kidney and and uh heart and tongue in there and stuff i think there's like an eye
1: looking out at you rick and one it's in some of them there's like (laughs) eyes in there yeah
3: It's like
2: that scene from uh, Minority Report where he's got the eyeball in the bag, and the eyeball is looking at him, and he's looking at the bag. Yeah, yes. That's what it sounds like to me.
3: (laughs) I mean, people think we're crazy. I mean, because it's labeled like it says it says pet food on it, and then you eat it. Yeah, and yeah, I'll I'll get that and like throw some curry powder in it and mix it up, cook it in the pan, (laughs) and it's delicious.
1: What are we having tonight, Squatchy? You've had us over for dinner. Oh, uh, we're having uh, dog food for dinner. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. my fiance is uh, she eats like the same way that I do, and she she doesn't care like she can eat all that stuff too. Nice, you didn't got yourself a, a good bit, woman. So we, we go to town. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you have Licking to like in the plates and did, everything? Did you like beat her over the head with a club to like you, wish, you know to to get her to do any of that stuff like a real caveman or is she just naturally <laughs> awesome? <laughs> no, she's just really awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So, when y'all? Uh, I mean, when's a, a, a the a big day, bit, Squatchy? When, I didn't know yeah. you were engaged. When? When's the when's the wedding? Mm-hmm. Do you know yet? Uh, we haven't said it, yet. probably
3: <laughs> um, sometime later this year. We're probably going to elope, I think. Nice.
1: Oh, man, I hope my daughters e- Everybody
3: eloped. we've talked to has like well, we said, Oh yeah, I think we're gonna elope, you know, just go somewhere cool, go to some other country or something. And they're like, and do every it. single person we said that to was like either said, I wish I had done that, yeah. or if they if they had done that, they were like, Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, you should definitely do that. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's only like the grandmothers in the in the audience that are like, No, please, don't do that. Yeah. We wanna be there. It's like, you know what, grandmother? Yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that. Never mind, grandmother. <laughs> Man, could you see, could you like hear, we audibly you, hear my filter working right there? Like I was about to just tell grandmother where to stick it and I probably shouldn't do that. So.
2: I could feel the lightning bolt uh, generating in the cloud up over us.
1: So. All right. Well, hey, this, I can't believe it, it Squatchy, but uh, time, time is running up on us, but there's one question and Rick, I just realized this is I'm about to ask him this. I didn't ask Jonathan Baylor this, question last week. So that makes two people now that I've failed to ask this question. So Squatchy, what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with sleep or organ meats or your awesome <laughs> fiance.
3: Mm, one thing I do that makes life enjoyable? Yeah, just something that you enjoy doing. Oh God, I wish I had something really, I don't know. Well, I, cool are you pithy to say, but
1: your picture on Skype, are you sit, sitting on top of a, of a mountain? Is that what that is? Yeah. Or are you on I, a lake or something? I, I can't tell if those are clouds or waves.
3: <laughs> it, yeah, it's a mountain. I, I was going to say, I love getting out in nature. There you go. Um, I love going hiking and just, just getting outdoors. I'm not, I'm not like a, a, you know, person that goes camping or <laughs> hiking like all the time or anything, but I try to, you know, to get out every now and then on the weekends mm-hmm. and, even day-to-day, we, li- we live near a little bit of woods and stuff. I can go kind of walking around in and just, I don't know, just being out in nature just makes you feel good. Agreed.
1: All right. Well, Squatchy, it has been a pleasure. And hopefully, I don't know, if uh, if you tell, I know Rob is like crazy busy, but, uh, you know, put in a good word for us. Maybe we can have the great Rob Wolf on our show sometime, uh, which will never I will never definitely really do it. Yeah. All right. Well, Squatchy, I appreciate it. And thanks for being on the Simply Human podcast. And we will talk to you soon.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. Hope I didn't destroy your show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't.
3: Rick, Rick does that. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: that's me through my uh, inappropriate text messages. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, we'll talk to you soon. Should put those in the in the cliff notes at the bottom. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: I will. I will include the screenshots of the inappropriate text in the show notes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we'll have a good one, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: All right, thank you. Too. Thanks, man.
0: You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast.
1: All right. Thank you, Squatchy. And we actually, he sent me some links to some of the Chris John stuff that we referenced, the vitamin D articles. I'll have links to those in the show notes as well as the... Uh, the heart, oh yeah, the heart uh, recipe, hearts on fire, along with links to ancestral health symposium and Paleo FX. So um, it is now time for the humans being human segment. And at the time of this recording, I'm currently receiving a text from John Wallace that uh, said that he could record a little bit later than the original plan. So all I know is that this all he all he told me was. That it's a story that, that, in the title of the podcast, it, it, the title could be "I've Got a Gun," and it's about someone who tried to break into his house.
2: Hmm, so that's it's, a very uh, yeah. interesting uh, little tidbit there.
1: Yeah. So that so that's the lead in. So here is a good friend of mine, John Wallace, joining me. As you just heard, uh, actually, John, we we already like. Uh, Introed this segment, um, so I said, uh, "Coming up is going to be John Wallace. We have no idea what the story is going to be, but uh, hopefully it will be good." So, at the time of the recording, I had no idea other than "I've got a gun" was the title uh, of the, was the title of the story. So, take us through what, what what who has a gun? What what's what's going on with the gun?
0: I had a, I had a gun.
1: You had um, a gun. I did. Yeah,
0: I still I still have. Gun. That's,
1: is that your whole story yeah. that's not the whole story is it
0: not the whole story okay no did you ever did you ever come by our place uh the house that we had in corinth just south of denton i don't think so <laughs> so when you walk in that house uh on the left was the living room and immediately to the right was a walled off office that i had okay and I had, uh, I had my desk and computer set up to where my back faced the front window of our house. So if you were driving by and the light was on, you could see my silhouette, my my back facing away from okay. the street. Which is like a V-shape
1: so for all those wondering. It's like the shoulders are out real wide and then it's tapered down to this like 30-inch yeah, waist. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. Um. So I'm... I, you know, didn't want to have my back facing the door, so I had it set up like that. And uh, I was up late one night, fiddling around, watching TV, something like that. And uh, I hear this.
1: Not in the office. I'm, you were in the other room. You were in the other room, right?
0: No, no, I was in the office. Okay, okay. Lean back, lean back in my chair, okay. and uh, there was a crash uh, onto the the brick. Wall of our of my house right there at the front of the front of the house and it 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 scared me to death. I jumped. I jumped up out of my chair.
1: Are we talking like midnight my, or is this like two a.m.? Like this is probably eleven
0: forty-five okay. p.m. Everyone's out. I'm. You know my the the adrenaline surge was. Crazy! Full my offense. heart was up in my throat. Yeah, and uh, sometimes I get my bearings like, "What was that? What just happened?" And then I hear something out in the bushes, in the shrubs, right in front of the house. I'm like, "Holy crap! What is that?" <laughs> so I step out of my office, up to the, into the entryway, and I look down at the door and the handle, the deadbolt's locked. Right. I'm, I'm I'm. pretty sure. You know. <laughs> and I see, I see that the handle starting to jiggle a little bit on the inside. So someone is on the outside of my house trying to open the door. Was it
1: like a doorknob or is it one of those like lever knobs? Doorknob. Okay. Circular, spherical knob is Circular jiggling. Circular,
0: builder grade.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. Contract grade knob. Yeah.
0: So but I can see it wiggling, right? And, I am crapping in my pants. And so yeah, I was gonna say w- was, the,
1: was the knob huh? wiggling was the knob wiggling or were your were your pants wiggling because of the, the fecal matter yes. that was dumping into it?
0: <laughs> yes. So I'm thinking and I'm sort of think outside my frame, I'm like I'm standing I'm probably standing less than two feet away from somebody that I don't know with my door separating us. You know, right. we're probably facing each other. So I instinctively bolt, reached my hand out, and twisted the bed <laughs> bolt just to make sure it was locked. And then, like, I've got shake leg, you know, and <laughs> I have my, feel my mouth going dry already. And I, I scramble to get the phone, and I called 911.
1: Okay, good move. So
0: while I'm waiting on 911 to pick up, I have to go back to how I got the gun. So I was a student, when I was a student at AC, this is probably my junior, junior year in 90, uh, there was a faculty member in the psychology department who did some, he had a, a federal gun license back before the restrictions got a lot tougher and he had, he reblued a couple of shotguns for me and sold, he sold me a, uh, it sounds horrible. It, it's, uh, it's one of those Norinco uh, Chinese assault rifles that, that,
1: that your professor sold you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. For a hundred a hundred dollars. Very. It's very menacing looking. Great deal. It, yeah. It's got the AK shape. It's got that that spring loaded bayonet. Ooh. Um, Seven point six two round. It's got that clip that hangs down. Clip. With a P that hangs down yeah. a little bit uh, from the middle, so it, it's pretty intimidating. I've had it, like I said, since I was in college, and put thousands of rounds through it. So I run and, and grab it from the closet of my office while I've got my the phone up. I, you know, I'm I'm pinching the phone to my shoulder with my back right, and I'm trying to get this gun out of this. Uh, a gun sock, I guess, and it's all you know, hung up, and I can't get it out. And, and cheryl then my wife has been adamant that you know we never, you can't keep the ammunition anywhere near the gun. So you don't, I don't want those anywhere close to each other. So like, finally, I get the gun out, and the lady she's asking all these questions, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to to get the gun out and answer, you know, where I'm living, where I live, and blah blah blah, and I'm thinking. I I'm don't really, I'm really, I don't know where the bullets are I can't even think where I, where they were so if I remember that, I had a box of them in my in my desk and they were these cheap steel rounds and by cheap I mean the box that they came in is not <clears throat> it's not much stronger than uh grocery store sack paper <laughs> and so <clears throat> in my panic I... I'm I'm trying to open the box, and the box literally falls apart in my hands. <laughs> is
1: the and is the guy still like jiggling the handle? Like what's I,
0: he's he's in my front flower bed in my shrubs, like well, he,
1: walking like... dead or oh, something. Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: you know I know he, I I can sense his presence, and uh, so all those bullets. Fall to the hardwood floor and they bounce everywhere. Right. <laughs> so I'm trying to to this lady, trying to scrape up these bullets, and I'm, I'm loading them in the gun. I told her, I said, "This guy's he's trying to come into my house." I said, uh, "I said if he if he comes into my house, I think I'm going to shoot him." And I'd never, you know, you always talk about, "Oh, blow somebody away." Yeah. I had two kids sleeping in the back, and my wife, and this guy's it's at the front door, and about you know. Yeah, then you'd I'm have. To,
1: really... I mean, you'd have to move because you'd have like the intruder's blood stain in the foyer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you have to thinking about. Are you really gonna do this? <laughs> you really gonna pump around in someone?
3: <laughs> or two? You know?
0: And uh, so the lady goes, "Okay, Mr. Wallace, calm down. I've got I've got two cruisers on the way to your house. They should be there any minute." And I told her, I said. I said, uh, and I told her that I had a gun, and um, she said um, they should be pulling up any minute now. So, sure enough, these two these two cops' cars come. This is back when they were running those Crown Vicks, right? And they come flying up, tandem. One of them stops right past my house. One of them stops right before it. And they get out, and and she's on the line with me the whole time. She goes, "Mr. Ross, do you still have the gun?" I said, "Yes." She goes. I need you to put it down, okay? Put the gun down and answer the door. It'll be one of my officers. And so uh, I laid the I laid the gun down, and, and it was there was a police officer, and, and he said you were combing the trigger. I said, well, he never he never came in because he was trying to. And I said, uh, uh, "Well, let's take a look around." And, and so um, they had their those big top flashlights, you know that they that they have and they're walking around the yard looking at anything, thing and, and so and, they And you had the up,
1: gun like propped up against your shoulder like walking around with the, with the cops <laughs>
0: Right <laughs> Right Militia style Yeah And uh <laughs> No I had it leaned I had it leaned on a chair in the in the front room and uh the guy says uh he goes Is there any chance that the the, the guy's in your backyard I don't wanna, I don't I don't think so. I said, my dog would be going berserker if he was in my backyard. Yeah. And um, he goes, well, let's, let's take a look just to be sure. And so he goes to my backyard through the house. So we walk past the master bedroom. The door's wide open. Cheryl is in there, mouth breathing, asleep, <laughs> oblivious to everything. There are two officers walking through her house with flashlights. And I'm I've got a, I load my drawers
1: <laughs> and and so in your gun.
0: back. Didn't find anything. Went back to the front, but the guy uh the red guy says, "Oh, well, hey look at this and, he, and there's these muddy footprints in my driveway. And so they follow the footprints and it goes to the guy that was living across the street and candy corner from us. I Bad neighbors, I guess. We never met the guy. Anyway, he turns out that the guy had terminal cancer and was whacked out on his oh, no and thought that he was at his house, and that oh. he thought that he had been locked out of his house. And they found him in the in his garage, sitting in his pickup. Just sitting there staring
3: oh. in his
0: pickup, out of it. So that's how I um, almost came close to shooting and
1: killing, a killing right a terminally ill patient. Yeah, that would have been great story. for the old conscience.
0: <laughs> Awful. But, oh, uh, so the anyway. cops. So what
1: ended up happening is the cops ended up arresting you for owning that gun. <laughs>
0: He did not. It's an <laughs> awesome gun, and you should see pictures. Uh, the first gun, I had a picture of my last shooting it. Send me a picture and of it, uh, and I'll, I'll put it in the show it's notes. One my, it's one of my favorites.
1: I will. Yeah, really. Text me a picture, and I'll 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 put it on the uh, on the old website. Will do, pal. Oh man. Well, I was all Grundle clenched. I'm glad that you didn't say that you had to kill someone, or I was kind of hoping that you you it was you were going to say it was like a raccoon or something and that you, like, blew yeah. a raccoon away.
0: Yeah, it would have been a better story if maybe <laughs> I'd, I'd shot him in the knee or
1: something. <laughs> you just walk over there, the cops are like, oh, it's just old man winners. And, uh, yeah. and you come over behind him and just, like, shoot him in the knee. You're like, how dare you? I just grabbed exactly. my pants. He's in my house. For no you know? reason. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did, you, uh, did you think that it was going to be a, a, a Tennessee-Alabama game story? Um... You know, Were you worried that it might be a Tennessee-Alabama game story?
1: We we could have uh, we could have gone there, and uh, it, I just would have I just would have not aired it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we have uh, yeah, yeah, we have probably, many other many other. everybody's best interest.
1: Yeah, I was telling I told Rick my co-host that most of the stories of, of you and I are are not shareable. They mm-hmm. will always remain between you and Halen's saying hi.
0: No, I've, I'm filled with shame. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, well hey, Johnny, thanks for being part of the humans being human uh segment and uh hopefully th- think of some more stories and we will have you back on.
0: Well, I appreciate it, man. You all have a great night. All
1: right, man, we'll talk soon. See
3: you it.
1: All right, thank you John Wallace uh for that incredibly entertaining story and <laughs> that, actually uh,
3: that that moderately, moderately
1: Entertaining, entertaining story
2: slightly and in- chuckle inducing yeah. well i don't
1: even know at the time of this recording i hadn't heard the story yet so i'm not sure if it was funny or more shocking or like sad i have no idea so, so it could good. be
2: one or mo- more like emot- emotion like uh pullings type of story. yes
1: Okay, and now it's time for the Simply Human tip of the week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human, and it is as we discussed with Squatchy: get out into the sun. It doesn't take much. You don't need to go lay out in a speedo for an hour. Uh, which wait, you don't? You don't need to do. that? Is that what you're doing right now? Actually, as the more I think uh, about it, yeah, uh, I'm
2: gonna go ahead and go inside yeah.
1: then. I thought that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> you can. Uh, the, the length of your arms, so short sleeves out into the out in the Sun for you know 15 20 minutes you know, 10 to 20 minutes is really all uh, you need so to get the adequate uh, amount of vitamin D so get outside uh, as much as you can especially now that it's getting warmer uh, it is getting well I guess some people listening to this might be in like Siberia so if you're in Siberia my apologies
2: well and this is a big deal for me because I, I you know I don't want to always make so much of this but there's a lot of shift workers out there. The world runs on people that work in weird hours. I know a lot of people that do that. So, uh, you know, when I wake up, generally speaking it's late in the afternoon. When I get home and go to bed, it's still dark outside. So, I have to make a concerted effort to to try to get out 10 minutes a day, whether that's, you know, something a little like going out and checking the mail. I usually go pick up my my oldest son from school, and I get there a couple minutes early by design to try to get a little bit of sunlight. It's not just good for di- vitamin D, you know, uh exposure. It's also good for kind of like I find it's good for mental health because there's a lot of stories that say people who work weird hours and don't get a lot of sunlight are more prone to depression-type stuff because everything's always dark. It's good for body clock regulation. It's just I, I don't think anyone would argue would make a convincing argument that say it's not good to go out and get sunlight. So yeah, you know, even for people, you know, I'm I'm olive-skinned. I can I don't sunburn easily. My wife. Sunburns very easily, so for people like her that literally go outside for five minutes and they feel their skin cooking, take it slowly. Uh, slowly build up, you know, incrementally your your tolerance to the sun, and you don't have to spend an hour outside, you know, roasting and cooking your skin. But a few minutes here, a few minutes there is all you really need to do.
1: Yeah, and don't you also don't have to spend an hour like lathering up with sunblock if you're going to be out for you know just a few minutes? Um, yeah, a and that's, a, that's another
2: thing that I would say to fair-skinned people. You know, like my wife is, you don't need to put on sun, sunscreen. Is for if you're going to be outside, like outside at the zoo, outside at the beach, outside for a long period of time. But if you're just going out here and there, I think sunscreen is not. You know, I guess there's a, and there's some kinds of makeup that have a lot of sunscreen in them uh, to prevent aging and things like that. Those are counterintuitive. They prevent your skin, they prevent your body from getting the vitamin D that it needs. So maybe you know, put aside the sunscreen unless you know you're going to be outside for quite a long period of time uh, and just enjoy the sun. We're, we're human beings. We're meant to be out in the sun. We're not meant to be hidden away constantly all the time.
1: When I was playing college football and we were going through two days, um, we had this thing where we would all lament that we wished that we could hug the sun because that basically meant that we would die because um, <laughs> we were like so mis- <laughs> so hot and so miserable. Like during warm-ups, we'd all be like, oh, if we could only hug the sun, this <laughs> misery would be over. So don't hug the sun, but use its uh, healing properties to heal you.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. It reminds me of that Adam Sandler bit, like on his very first album, about the guy who uh, is trying to join a cult about worshiping the sun. Go, you probably don't go. YouTube I, I that remember right? the
1: Adam Sandler stuff, but I don't remember. I don't remember that. My one. brother
2: and I constantly are referencing that one bit and text messages back and forth. So as soon as you're done here, go YouTube that and you'll laugh. Okay, it's All a right. cult about the sun. It's funny.
1: Um, and, and now is a part of the show, and we're in the template script where I have comedy segment
2: so we're going to skip
1: (laughs) we're going to skip through that alright so thanks for listening to this edition of the Simply Human Podcast and you know what Uh, people that listened to episode 20 and we said coming up next time it's Evan Brand and then we just totally failed to even recognize that we didn't have Evan Brand on this show he's coming up on the next show so I'm actually about to interview Evan uh, in just a few hours uh, and then uh, he'll be on the 28th show so sorry for lying to you our tens- uh, listeners yeah. you know what happens for yeah. now yeah. No, 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 no so alright you can find us online <laughs> at simplyhumanlifestyle.com there are links to the Facebook page YouTube channel Simply Human Kids page all on there along with just a host of other resources so check out the website um and give me any feedback that you want. And if you if you write me and say, Hey, you know what, you should do this on your website. I'll do it. I don't care. Anymore. You
2: should make a video of Mark hitting Rick in the face with a frying pan. <laughs> Done. Literally probably do.
1: Perfect. Alright, you can follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52, email me any questions, concerns, comments, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com and Rick is at SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. Please leave a review, good or bad and we promise we will read it on the air like we did at uh, Twan's,
2: right? I can't wait for someone that we know to be like, okay if they promise to read it on the air, <laughs> then leave just the most ridiculous review of all Yeah,
1: time. with a lot of obscenities and things like that. So yeah, any review is good, good or bad uh, we, we like it all. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. Rick, any
2: parting thoughts? Uh, I didn't, I didn't excessively swallow in this episode, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you heard the uh, <laughs> uh, swallowing noises all through <laughs> the, the Jonathan, Jonathan Baylor, Baylor interview,
2: like uh, long story short, yeah. my mic is right by my throat, and I didn't realize you can catch every like. Uh tiny bit of vibration from my throat so i tried as hard as i could not to swallow for like an hour straight it was was horrible
1: here's a here's a parting thought that's called peristalsis all right so yeah that's gonna
2: do
3: it
1: for this edition of the show and remember
2: i'm already sweating like you guys talking about eating hearts i was like is that are they really talking about a heart like from an animal or is that like a euphemism right
1: so until next time enjoy
0: yourself